Good afternoon, Facebook family, and welcome to episode 10 of the Word Encounter. Here we are going to start in Genesis chapter 40. Before we get started, let's just pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. We thank you that you give us the opportunity and the means to be able to communicate your word. And Father, I ask that those who would have a a need would receive this word and that it would uh, be revelation to them father god that they could apply in their own lives your wisdom and your knowledge in jesus name we pray amen and so here we are in chapter 40 if we recall in chapter 39 um uh, joseph was in in jail because uh potiphar's wife uh accused him of doing something that he did not do and so uh he finds himself in jail and so <clears throat> but he, when he was in jail he still found favor with the Lord. And so he is uh, essentially the surrogate warden of the jail as all the prisoners and whatnot have been put under him by the warden. And so we see in chapter 40, uh, um, in verse two, Pharaoh was angry with two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. And so they did something to offend Pharaoh. I don't know what they did, but they did something. And so he threw them in the jail. And then in verse five, it says, the king of Egypt's cupbearer uh, the king of Egypt's cupbearer and baker, who were confined in prison, each had a dream. Both had a dream on the same night, and each dream had its own meaning. <clears throat> and so uh, the cupbearer and the baker both had dreams. Uh, the problem is they didn't know what they meant. As you know, when you dream, you, you sometimes your, your dreams are really weird, and so you don't know what they mean. You don't have any idea what the deal is, and so they didn't know. <clears throat> But Joseph happened to um, uh, be in uh, jail as well. He heard him and he says, well, I can interpret these for you. And so in um, chapter 40, verse 12, it says, this is its interpretation, Joseph said uh, to the cupbearer. Three branches are days. The three branches are three days. Verse 13, in just three days, Pharaoh will lift your head and restore you to your position. And so obviously the cupbearer is thrilled with this news because I'm going to get out of jail, restored to this position, and everything's going to be cool. In verse 14, it says, but when all goes well for you, this is Joseph talking, remember that I was with you. Please show kindness to me by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. And so, of course, the cupbearer agrees. He says, yes, thank you very much. You know, everything's good. And so the baker is now curious about what his dreams mean because he also had these dreams and he doesn't know what they mean. And so in verse 18, Joseph gives the baker the interpretation of his dreams. And it says, this is the interpretation, Joseph replied. The three baskets are three days. In just three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from off you and hang you on a tree. Then the birds will eat the flesh from your body. And so we see that his dream interpretation isn't quite what the cupbearer's dream interpretation was. And in verse 20, it says, on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he gave a feast for all his servants. He elevated the chief cupbearer and chief baker among his servants. And so he brought them out of jail. He had a birthday party and they were there to serve him. And so, um, but we see that, uh, in fact, what did happen was Pharaoh did restore the cupbearer bearer. But he did hang the baker. And so everything that Joseph said did come true. In verse 23, it says, yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. And so he had promised Joseph that he was going to tell Pharaoh about him, but he forgot Joseph. And so now Joseph is still in jail. 
And so in chapter 41, we see at the end of two years, Pharaoh had a dream. And so Joseph is in there two years longer because the cupbearer forgot him. And so I think there's a lesson here in that, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, people do things for us and, and we forget. We for, be it our spouses, our friends, or whatever, we forget. And so we just take things that people do for us for granted, and we do not re remember them. We do not um, um, uh, support them in their hours of need sometimes because we forget what they did for us. Not that we should be in the business of returning favors, but we should just be about living that life. But, you know, sometimes we just need to check ourselves. Anyway, if we go on in verse 8, it says, just chapter 41 and verse 8, and it says here, <clears throat> When morning came, he was troubled. So he summoned all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men. Pharaoh told them his dream, but no one could interpret for him. So we see that Pharaoh had a dream. And so he was troubled. He couldn't sleep. So he called all of his soothsayers, all of his magicians, everybody. Nobody can interpret what this thing meant. And then it said in verse 9, again, chapter 41, then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, today I remember my faults. And so when nobody can interpret these dreams for, these dreams for Pharaoh, the cupbearer remembered, wait a minute, there was this guy that helped me out. And I promised I wouldn't forget him, and I did. And so the cupbearer told Pharaoh about Joseph. And so uh, uh, Pharaoh has Joseph brought out of prison. They clean him up, give him some new clothes, everything, and present him to Pharaoh. And then in chapter 41, verse 15, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I have heard it is said about you that you can hear a dream and interpret it. And in verse 16, Joseph says, I am not able to, Joseph answered Pharaoh, for it is God who will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. So Joseph is making sure he's pointing to the right source. He's not saying, yeah, I can help you out. I'm the man. He said, no, 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 no. I can't do this, but God can do this. So he's given appropriate praise to where it's, where it's deserved. In verse uh, 28, it is as I just told you. Now, this is Joseph uh, uh, interpreting Pharaoh's dream. It is as I uh, told Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt. After them, seven years of famine will take place and all the abundance of the land of Egypt will be forgotten. And so he's telling Pharaoh, this is the deal with your dream. We're going to have seven good years and then seven bad years. <clears throat> and so then, but Joseph goes further than that. He recommends what Pharaoh should do. And so in verse 32, it says, since the dream was given twice to Pharaoh, it means that the matter has been determined by God and he will carry it out soon. And so then in verse 33, so now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint um, overseers over the land and take a fifth of the harvest of the land of Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, let them gather all the excess food during these good years. During these good years, so that <clears throat> during these good years that are coming, and so in other words, let's take the excess. Let's take twenty percent. Let's set it aside for a rainy day, essentially. And so, you know, we all should be kind of doing this anyway with regard to our lives. And we see here now during this time of COVID and and people, you know, losing jobs and whatnot, and a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck because they didn't prepare for the unknown. And so, but we see here, but I mean, obviously Joseph knew, but they're preparing for what he knows is coming. Everybody else is, is acting on faith. Joseph knows because he heard from the Lord. And so we see that the, the preparation is in the cards for this. 
And so in verse 37, it says, um, the proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. And he said to them, can we find anyone like this man, a man who has God's spirit in him? Verse 39, so Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. You will be over my house and all my people will obey your commands. Only I as king will be greater than you. So wait a minute now. So Joseph goes from being in a pit, thrown in a pit by his brothers, being at Potter's first house, over his household, his wife falsely accuses him. Now he's in prison. Now he's the number two dude in Egypt. And you know, you could argue that maybe the number two guy in the world because Egypt was a power. And so you know, God is faithful and he was just doing God's will and whatnot. The Lord said he'd watch over him. Now he's the number two guy in Egypt. And so, and so we see here that um, uh, uh, Pharaoh put uh, Joseph uh, uh, in charge of his household to prepare for what's about to happen. And so during these times of, of good times, these seven years of good times, uh, Joseph got married in verse 50. He says, two sons were born to Joseph before the years of famine arrived. And so <clears throat> in verse 51, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, God has made me forget all my hardship and my whole family. In ver verse 52, it says, and the second son was named Ephraim and said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. And so Joseph is recognizing everything that God has done for him. This is critical. How many times has God come to our rescue or God has led us or guided us or, or whatever, and we have forgotten him. We've taken credit for what God did. We forgot him. We just go on about our lives. Maybe we attributed it to luck or just circumstance or happenstance or whatever, but it was the Lord. And so we, we need to recognize that and give him his due. In verse 56, it says, Now the famine had, had spread across the whole region, so Joseph opened the storehouses and sold grain to the Egypt, Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Every uh, land came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, for the famine was severe in every land. And so the famine is severe, it spread, and so all the lands are coming to Joseph to get some grain, to get food, because he set it aside. And so we see in chapter 42, when, jo when Joseph learned that there was grain in Egypt, excuse me, when Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, why do you keep looking at each other? <laughs> so Jacob is like, you're looking at each other, we're starving. What's going on, man? What, what you going to do? And he says in, in verse 2, listen, he went on, I have heard there's grain in Egypt, go down there and buy some food for us uh, so that we will live and not die. Verse three. So ten of jo uh, Jacob, excuse me. So ten of Joseph's brother went down to buy, buy grain from Egypt. Uh, verse four. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he thought something might happen to him. So Jacob held back Benjamin. Now you have to remember <clears throat> that his favorite wife, you know, had given birth to Benjamin and Joseph. He thought Joseph was already dead, so he's going to hold on to Benjamin. And so we go down. The brothers go down to Egypt, and in verse 7, when Jacob saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and sp spoke harshly to them. And it says, although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. So Joseph, uh, Joseph is now dogging them because they threw him in the pit. He sees them, his heart's kind of leap, leaping, but he's going to play them. And so that's what he's doing. And so he accuses them of being spies. He says, you come down here to spy out the land, you're spies. This is not cool. You're spies. I'm going to kill you. You know, and so then the brother said, no, 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 we're not spies. We're not spies. We're really not. All we want is some food. 
And so um, in verse 14, you know, uh, Joseph says, I have spoken, you are spies. This is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your younger brother comes to him or comes here. And so because the older brother said, no, 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 we're not spies. You know, we're from this land. We have a family, we have a dad. We have, we're all brothers. We have one more brother who's not here. And, and so, so, they're, so they're trying to get off the hook, you know. And in verse 19, it says, if you are honest, let one of you be confined to the uh, guardhouse while the rest of you go and take grain to relieve the hunger of your household. 20. Bring your youngest brother to me so that your words can be confirmed and you won't die. And so Joseph wants to see Benjamin. He wants to see his younger brother. But you have to remember, Jacob didn't want to send Benjamin. And so, and so in verse 23, it says, They did not realize that Joseph understood them. So they were talking about what are we going to do because our dad doesn't want him coming. But Joseph is overhearing all of this, and he can understand them. They're talking. They don't think he can understand them, but he can. And so... It's verse 23, they did not realize Joseph understood them since there was an interpreter between them. Verse 24, he turned away from them and wept. And so he's being a hard butt, but he's soft. He just doesn't want them to see that he's soft. And so then jo jo Joseph gave orders for his, to his servants to fill their uh, uh, satchels with grain and put their silver back in the satchels. The silver that they were going to use to buy grain, he's telling them to put it back. And so... <clears throat> And so then the brothers, uh, they start going home, and then what happens is they stop in the lodge, and they discover that they still have silver, and they get terrified, because now they're thinking that Joseph is going to accuse them of stealing the grain. But Joseph had the stuff put back in there, but they didn't know that. And so <clears throat> we see that all of the brothers started emptying their sacks and finding uh, uh, the, the silver was restored in, were restored in their satchels. And so... <laughs> You can imagine the terror that was going on because they didn't know what the situation was going to be uh, when they went back to Egypt uh, with their brother, whether they'd be accused of stealing or whatever. And so with that, we're going to pick this up again tomorrow as the brothers return to Egypt and find out exactly what happened. And so, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this word. We thank you for the stories and we thank you for the, the, the morals and the lessons that are being transpired and that people are, are absorbing as we go through your word.